Welcome to the Nicole Mason Show, an empowering and encouraging safe space featuring trailblazing women offering strategies for success, tips on how to deal with microaggressions, understanding unconscious bias, and advice on how to rise above the fray with excellence. Get ready to show up great, speak up with confidence, and stand out with courage. And now, here's your host, Dr. Nicole Mason. Hello, and welcome to the Nicole Mason Show, the show where we bring high-achieving women to the platform, women who are movers and shakers in their respective industries and vocations, women who have turned trials into triumphs and setbacks into not just steps to succeed, but they are soaring. And today my guest is just awesome and phenomenal. And I can't wait to share her with you. And so let me just read just a snippet of her bio because trust me when I tell you her accomplishments and the work that she is doing and has done is extensive. And so this is just a short piece of her bio. Dr. Hadassah Emily Weirimu is a published author of the celebrated book, Rising Above Adversity. Mm-hmm. Her latest book, Shintrepreneur, <laughs> will be in the stores in the summer of this year. An award-winning entrepreneur and the founder of Crown Women Rising, an organization that promotes women's economic development in Africa and other global nations. She is also a co-founder of Jemmy Children's Homes, where she advocates for education for the less fortunate children in her native country of Kenya. She's also a founder of the Global Prayer Tower Network, founded to pray and support families globally during the COVID-19 pandemic. She has recently ventured into storytelling and (laughs) film production. We want to hear all about it. So welcome to the Nicole Mason Show, my dear sister. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so excited to be on the platform with you tonight. All right. So I want to just say to you, first and foremost, because you have this entire ministry around the Bible character of Hadassah, okay? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Esther. Most yeah. people may know her, Esther. And I just want you to talk about why Esther has gripped your heart so, and why that particular Bible character for you? Yeah, well, great, great question. Yeah, so the the Hadassah Esther ministry is very dear to my heart uh, because several years ago, I was invited to the nation of Nigeria to minister. And I was back then, I was the only female minister. And when I was invited to the podium, I was just told, share what is in your heart. And I had been studying Esther and I didn't have any notes or anything. So I just flowed and started talking about Esther. And then uh, the pastor, the bishop said, tomorrow I want you to tell the same thing to a group of women. We'll bring women together and you can tell them about this powerful, courageous woman. And so I did. I was on television and, and the name Hadassah came out of that meeting. 
And I was commissioned to go and empower women. But to answer your question, as we all know, Esther was an orphan who rises up to be a powerful queen. And it's a very, very encouraging story to a lot of women. It doesn't matter your where your background, what your background is. You can be a no fan. You can have humble beginnings, but the sky is not the limit. Uh, Esther teaches us a lot of good traits to our behavior, how to gain even courage, how to take risks, protocol, when to observe protocol, when to break protocol, <laughs> how to prepare even for marriage how to prepare for an high office. There is so much in the book of Esther. And that's why it's one of my favorite book uh, because recently when we had a discussion, which you were part of, we also brought in the social skills. How do the social skills that we learn, how can they help us go to the next level? How are we using all these skills to, to rise? And so we find every bit of something to rise from the book of Esther. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. that's, and I love that. And I appreciate your ministry so much. And mm. so when you think about rising, your organization, Crown Women Rising, and I, of course, have been a part of a number of your initiatives and mm-hmm. your uh, conferences and just how you honor and celebrate women. Talk about Crown Women Rising, your organization, and its global impact. Yeah, so uh, Crown Women Rising has been uh, in existence for a long time. I grew up in a household of powerful women. My grandmother was a leader of a huge women's organization. And I can say that I learned on the job training as I, as I was growing up. And where in my younger days, I started a women's uh, organization called Nembres Young Women. Girls who had dropped out from high school were getting pregnant. And so we would collect a little money and help them pay for school fees and educate their children. That's the actually the background of Crown Women Rising. Mm-hmm. And we started that financial empowerment, uh, collecting clothes, food. So these women that I had gone to school with could be empowered. And I didn't know that it was women empowerment until I came to United States. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I found those, those kind of terms and what I was doing. Uh, and so... I went and ventured into other things and then came back from Nigeria after the Hadassah thing and started Crown Women Rising. And basically Crown Women Rising is, um, you know, it's a training, networking and empowerment organization. What we do is we identify talent. We find women who are starting businesses and we nurture them and and we train them, our capacity building. We meet them where they are. For some of the listeners who've been to Africa, if you go across Africa and even United States, when you have exhibitions, there are women who will be selling books. In the summertime, they sell tomatoes, stuff from their garden. So in Africa, if you drive across Africa, you find women are always selling something. And the reason is that most of them would be single mothers or even the married one. And they just want to make sure that they they have daily bread for their children. 
and we we call them the mama mboga. Mboga means vegetables. They are always selling vegetables, tomatoes, potatoes. Uh, they, they, and they know that people have to eat, so they actually sell those products that are very marketable. And we like to find those women and train them, give them some skills to go to the next level. You will realize that Crown Women is about next level. It's about rising, taking you from where you are into the next level. So we do a lot of training, not only in Africa. We've done several training in Atlanta, in Houston, uh, just to make sure that women know how to do business, how to start uh, small businesses. We also teach women that in partnership with a lot of organization here in the States. And of course, we honor high achieving women, which is some of the events you have attended when we give women awards. And basically the high achievers, we are looking for the stories, as you know, we want them to uh, tell us what their journey has been. How did they start and how did they become high achievers? And we are looking into those stories so that somebody in the audience who is stuck can see, oh, I'm right here where she was and I can go to where she is. And so we honor those women for their stories and for their uh, high uh, achievements. And of course, uh, our aim is to promote business growth and community uh, transformation. And what that means is that the um, women are raising children, women are raising communities and nations, really. And so when these women have financial empowerment, their families are empowered, they are raising champions, they are raising children who now become useful citizens, who contribute to the economy, who are going to have kingdom marriages. And so we, we cut out a lot of uh, generational poverty, uh, we cut out a lot of crime, and all those things that come about because of uh, the raising of children in poverty. We are, we are trying to really reduce this uh, poverty uh, mentality, pover breaking the backbone of poverty, which is very scriptural. And a lot of women don't think that they are capable of doing that. <laughs> so we come in and um, we, we talk to them, we tell them about Esther, about other women in today's economy. We're also teaching women how to create intergenerational wealth, mm -hmm. not just wealth for you, but for your children's children. So that's what Crown Women Rising is all about. That is just awesome. Yes, and Mackenzie Scott, former wife of, of um, Jeff Bezos is doing Bezos, some amazing yeah. work. Uh, mm -hmm. She just gave a big check to, I think, Howard University or some of the historically Black colleges and universities. And so it's amazing. But the work mm -hmm. that you're doing is just phenomenal. And, you know, you, you have a book yourself, your first book, Rising Above Adversity. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about the adversity that you've had to overcome to get to be this awesome and amazing founder, CEO, leader. I remember one event, you know, you have presidents of countries coming to your events, celebrating what you're doing. So talk just a little bit about, you know, some of your adversity to become this powerful woman that you are today. 
Yeah, so Rising Above Adversity is our celebrated book. We are hoping pretty soon it will be a bestseller by God's grace, Mm -hmm. but really talks about rising above adversity. So in life, all of us have to go through adversities, whether we like it or not. That's just the way life is. And my book talks about responding to adversity instead of reacting. Every time we react to adversity, we make the situation worse. Uh, And that's what the inclination is to react. When something happens, you react. Mm -hmm. But we try to talk about breathing, breathe out, and uh, take a minute, step away from whatever situation is, and then respond. And uh, our success and failure is tied to how we respond or react to adversity. That that's how you when you look at people, how they have succeeded or failed is basically how they have responded to adversity. One of my biggest adversity that actually caused me to write this book is when I was growing up. You hear me talk about my grandmother a lot. And the reason I talk about my grandmother is that she's one of those people who sacrificially give to empower somebody else. She was my mentor. She was my everything. I mean, she raised me up. And so when I was about 18, she died. And I thought I was dead too. (laughs) I was like, okay, who's going to pay my rent? Who's going to buy my food? I I don't even have a job. I'm still in school. And that was a big adversity. Uh, And I I, I reacted. I did everything that we tell people not to do. Yeah. (laughs) At a very early age. Uh, And it was the most painful thing I had experienced in life. Uh, And so... It stayed with me for a very long time. And I was wondering, why do people have to die? And Mm -hmm. that really kind of drew me closer to the heart of God because Mm -hmm. of all the assurance in the scriptures that tell us, even though people die, we shall see them again. So I became, uh, after I rebelled first, and then I came back. (laughs) After reacting, I responded. And I I understood all that uh, adversity. But um, what also happened is that uh, after my grandmother died, I could not stay home. I could not stand coming home and her not being there. So basically, I went into the city and find me a job and moved out of our home. Uh, And that led uh, from one thing to another. I I was in the international community. Uh, I was thriving again. I was rubbing shoulders with who and who. And that's how I met my American husband. And that's how I ended up here to make a very long story short. (laughs) The brief version. So this is when I say adversity is very bad. Adversity hurts. It's painful. But we must stop and feel the pain and know it's bad and all that things. But we must not stop there. Adversity also opens another door of opportunity, which is where everybody misses that. I could have chosen to stay in that same place and cry my eyes out and be depressed Mm -hmm. and sleep with my head covered and not wake up. But I chose to go and look for this door that has just suddenly opened. Mm. There's a saying that that says that when one door closes, another door opens. And so we encourage uh, our listeners, if you are going through severe adversity and the worst adversity is losing a loved one, 
It is really bad and it is so painful, but don't stay in that pain. There's another door that mm-hmm. God opens and it takes you to greater heights mm-hmm. than what you have lost. Nothing, even death, even the worst, it comes with a reward. The greater the adversity, the greater the reward. So don't lose yourself in the pain and miss out on the greater reward. So that is the greatest message uh, of adversity. Uh, and of course, a lot of that, that, that I've just talked about the worst <laughs> of all adversities. And then, and then every day today, you know, adversities, we say that you are either in an adversity, it may be a small one, you are either in one, or getting out of one. There's yeah. adversity all around us. So we must really learn how to respond to adversity. It will come whether we like it or not. Uh, smaller things like even somebody betraying you, that's adversity. Don't respond to Don't react to it, mm. but respond. Yeah. Amen. Wow, that's so... I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. And I can relate. I um, I was very close with my grandmother as well mm-hmm. um, and just really having a hard time after she passed away. But really, as you said, you know, going through a door of opportunity mm-hmm. and coming closer to God and knowing that God can help and God is there for us. Yes. Uh, and that leads me to, you know, the prayer network that you started the prayer global prayer tower network that Mm -hmm. you started because of this very thing with people losing their loved ones in covid Mm -hmm. people losing their jobs their homes talk about you know just how that came about and how people can participate in the global prayer tower network yeah so when COVID hit, we all know because we it did not spare any of us. <laughs> we were all scared. Those who had not prayed started praying. Yeah. And those who were very, very scared looked for somebody to pray uh, with them. So uh, for me, my phone was jamming because everybody was, please pray for me. I'm scared. Mm-hmm. So I said, we can do a collective prayer time where we all come into, thank God for Facebook. We yeah. would go and do those groups in Facebook and we'll dial and everybody would come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So while we were doing that, um, I had already the previous year gotten into the eight prayer watches. I don't know whether you're familiar mm-hmm. with the eight prayer watches, which is 9 uh, a.m., Uh, 12 noon, 3 p.m., 6 p.m., every three hours, 24 hours. So Mm -hmm. I was very familiar with that uh, prayer uh, watch, the prayer watches. And so we put back the the prayer watches in the group because some people could come at different times and we found leaders. And so we were, for a few months, we were praying around 24-7 every Mm -hmm. three hours. And people really saw God. A lot of uh, families, you know, people were all in the house. There was all sorts of children, dad, everybody. So we were praying for peace. We are praying for moms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the group that came to pray with us because of the scriptures and the praying, they were able to uh, sustain and have normal lives and, and really pray for and handle their children. You know, some people, their children were out of control, mm-hmm. but the good news is that we have continued with the prayer tower network. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, we may not be able to pray all the uh, eight watches, but we have kept the 9 p.m. and mm-hmm. we have kept the mid midnight and 9 a.m. There are few of them that are still ongoing, but we thank God because those people who had lost jobs, they yeah. prayed with us and they got jobs. Those who were mm-hmm. sick prayed and they were healed. Those who had lost loved ones were comforted and they have stayed with the global prayer tower watch uh, watch we are continuing to pray and there is a lot of testimonies i can i mean just recently very quickly we prayed for uh, a lady she wanted a six-figure job and she got it we prayed mm-hmm. for another woman who was uh, an entrepreneur uh she just got a, a million dollar grant so wow. yes so there is so many testimonies um, on the prayer tower watch. So you can find us on Facebook if you find if you look for Global Prayer Tower Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are there. If you don't join any of our uh, watches, we are constantly posting prayers for the watches. We have scriptures. We have songs. Mm-hmm. So please join us if you can. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to talk about the. Um, the book that's coming out this summer, Shintrapreneur? She, she entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm saying it wrong. No, she no, no. Entrepreneur. Okay. I get it now. All right. Okay. It took us forever to pronounce. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Because I, I was trying to put it all together. Okay. Yes. She, entrepreneur. She, yeah, okay. Yeah. I get it now. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So talk about the book. Yeah, so this book is basically going to summarize uh, a lot of the other things I talked about. It's going to honor my grandmother. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you that my grandmother raised us. Mm-hmm. But basically, she was that woman I was talking about. She's that mm-hmm. woman who started selling groceries on the roadside. And she started with groceries. She started a pub. Uh, she became a realtor. She started buying stocks on the Uh, New York, Wall Street of Kenya. And Mm -hmm. she had never gone to the Harvard Business School. So how did she do all this? How did she level up uh, despite the fact that she was (laughs) at school? She had not gone to school. She was educated. I think we are all, we have some education, not necessarily in school, but she had never been to school, but she was able to uh, run so many, basically she had little uh, things that she was doing, enterprises. Mm -hmm. And so my she entrepreneur is going to use her as a case study. Oh, it has. We are actually about to launch this book. It's going to tell her story. How how can women start even with five dollars? How can you start where you are and grow your business? Mm -hmm. See, everybody wants to be a millionaire tomorrow or yesterday. So we are trying to put some breaks Uh (laughs) on that. And as scripture tells us, it's a process. You have to go through the process. You have to to learn how to do this, uh, like my grandmother. And uh, I have gone into the nations and spoken about my grandmother. And a lot of people have said, can you turn it into a book? And so uh, that's what I'm doing, uh, teaching women how to level up, how to grow their businesses. 
how to take the limits out. There are no limits. If my grandmother with no education could even have stocks, she had stocks. She became a realtor. She had lunch. She pulled us out of extreme poverty. I am here speaking to you today because of my grandmother giving sacrificially and also trying to remind women we are mentors. Some of us are already grandmothers today. We can take those little girls and little boys and mentor them. That's, that's the greatest gift my grandmother told, taught me. She mentored me. She supported me. I learned on the job training. She used to hold big events for women like we are doing. And I learned all that. And here I am. So sacrificial giving on uh, single mothers. Don't, don't be tired of raising your children. Just uh, encourage yourself, be your own cheerleader. You do not know who you are raising. You could be raising a president. You mm. could be raising a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know. Yeah, so That's beautiful. I love that. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, my grandmother uh, had very similar characteristics as your grandmother. That's probably a draw. And that's why we're drawn to one another yes. uh, because my grandmother was one of two women business owners in the mm -hmm. community when I was growing up and yeah. she owned real estate and all of those kinds of things too and mm -hmm. had an eighth grade education. So she wasn't well-educated. Yeah. And I remember when I hired uh, the uh, first accountant, when I became of age, I too had on the job training Amen. from birth, you know, mm -hmm. birthed into this business. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said to me, your grandmother is one of the shrewdest business people that I've ever met. Mm -hmm. So I love this. I love the commonality. I love what you're doing with that. And mm -hmm. um, I'm really going to be cheering for you as you, as you are, are you, as you are doing that. And mm -hmm. so the other thing I wanted to talk to you about <laughs> are the homes that you have for the children in Kenya. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, we have almost 500 children because we have three uh, children center. We have one in the Kibera slums, um, which has 150 children. It's very poor. Uh, that's where most missionaries don't go. And that's why we choose to go there so that we can reach those children. They are very, very needy. Right now, we have so many children. We are actually fundraising. We are constructing five classes. And if anybody wants to find us, we are, our website is Jami International Outreach Ministries, J-I-O-M.org. You will see all the stuff we are talking about. Uh, and because of my grandmother educating me and my siblings, we have taken education very seriously. Mm -hmm. And we always say those poor, poor, poor children, if they get education, we can be able to change the trajectory of their life. So mm -hmm. we sometimes we don't have donors, but my family, we are always donating we are always yeah. putting those schools through school as a matter of fact last year's mother's day i got a phone call and some kids i had happy mother's day i was like what yeah. and he said i'm a product of your uh orphanages i was one of your child you are my mother but i'm i am in united states now wow and i was just 
I know you were just crying. That how awesome is that? That yes. that's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna have all of that information on the social media. How can people connect with you? How can people follow you across social media, connect with you to learn about all of these amazing things that you are doing? Yes, so you can find me uh, on my Facebook page, Hadassah Emily S. Uh, Wairimo. You can find me on crownwomenrising.org, Jami International um, Outreach Ministries, um, all of uh, the social media, and Google my name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Like one, one, one of my guests told me one time, she said, well, I'm Googleicious. I'm just putting <laughs> my name in. I just pop up. <laughs> I thought that was so cute. Googleicious. <laughs> Uh, I like that. I said, okay. Uh, And so we'll have all of that information so that people can find you and connect with you, partner with you, become donors for Mm -hmm. the the schools and the centers, the children's centers. But I want you to know, I am so thankful to God for connecting us because Mm -hmm. you're doing some great work. And I applaud you. And I just thank you for taking the time to be my guest today on the Nicole Mason show. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to partnership and collaborating with you as we go further into this year. So thank you so very much. No, thank you for having me. I also want your viewers to know that uh, when there's no COVID, we do mission trips to Kenya. So look out for that. If uh, I know some people really like going back to Africa. Uh, we, we, we do that every September. So good. Okay. And thank and you so much for having me. And yeah, uh, looking absolutely. For- Yeah, looking forward to collaboration. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for joining the Nicole Mason Show. Join us again tomorrow. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Nicole Mason Show with Dr. Nicole Mason, an empowering and encouraging safe space featuring trailblazing women offering strategies for success. For more information, visit the NicoleMasonShow.com or click on programs at DCRadio.gov.